Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online you'll experience the all-new Cerebral Way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your Cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, welcome to this episode of the Gallant Fury Rangers podcast. I'm your host tonight, Andrew Stewart. Colin is away getting pushed with Mason. Uh, we wish him all the best with his his event this evening. Um, tonight, we've got the usual suspects on. Uh, we, I'll start with probably the best-dressed individual I know. Bill, how are you, my friend? Very well, thank you. Good, sir. Thanks for having me on, and uh, good luck on your, your first time hosting the show. Yes, I'm absolutely bricking it. Uh, I feel similar to when I was watching James Sands on the ball last season. Um, just moments away from disaster at any point. Next, uh, we got Davy Pollock on tonight. Davy, how are we feeling? I'm good, Andrew. Yes, all is well. Don't worry. That's uh, what's the worst that can happen. <laughs> no, as we last through up. this. Oh yeah, we'll, we'll need to wait and see how it goes. Uh, shaky hands uh, and very much um, sweating buckets. Um, Last but not least, Shona, how are you? I'm very well, thank you. And it looks to see that Bill uh, lost his bet the other day because he doesn't have a new shirt on. So I think he's raging about that. Uh, no new shirt, but look, I think we've got plenty to talk about tonight. So looking forward to it. Yeah, we, we were speaking about that before the show, um, about the, the bet between our two podders. Um, I, 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 I was happy either way if he had a new shirt or... Uh, the usual shot, as long as we got through our match in Switzerland. Tonight, as 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 I just mentioned, we'll probably be talking mm-hmm. mostly about that game. Um, 
I think it's one of the kind of important first steps in this season. Um, a lot of games to play, um, but that's hopefully a, a taste of what's to come with Rangers putting in a dogged performance to get through to the next round of the UEFA Champions League. Uh, I'll start tonight um, just by doing what we usually do with a normal game breakdown. We'll talk about the team sheet uh, that we had. Um, I'll start, Bill. Any kind of surprises with the team sheet? No. Um, when we talked about it on the show on Sunday night, I had feeling that Bale might play that midfield three and push Cantwell further forward. Um, I had to say my personal preference was probably to play Raskin, Sifuentes and Cantwell in midfield and play a proper front three. But um, he went with Ryan Jack and I, I understand why he did. Uh, so no, no major surprises for me. Yeah, as you said, uh, Ryan Jack coming into the team. We've seen him uh, or Lundstrom kind of play in that kind of deep, that defensive midfielder role in these kind of European ties where it's kind of it's a different animal to the Scottish leagues uh, in action. Um, would you say that was something you expected, David, having having seen us maybe kind of play with almost two sometimes, Lundstrom and Jack in the, in the same team for European ties? I think experience is, is all important in these games, eh? You know, when you're going into uh, foreign countries. I was thinking, you know, some of the players that were actually on that pitch who hadn't played experienced European football before, you know, I'm thinking Todd Cantwell, you know, so this is all uh, shiny and new to them and, and it's always good to have uh, someone who's been around the block a few times, knows exactly what to expect and, and, and are prepared for it. And I think, you know, Jack's uh, presence in the team you know, apart just apart from his footballing ability, but I think experience matters in, in these ties. So it was good. To, it was reassuring to me anyway that uh, Ryan Jack was there because uh, he's been around the block. He's been here before because there's the mm-hmm. danger that when you don't have enough experience in the team, that all kind of blows up in your face and, and that never happened. You know, obviously we were uh, taking a, a few dints early on, but uh, once we uh, kind of settled into the game, you know, and we got to the second half, then uh, I think Rangers were uh, clearly the better side of the two. And, and I think it was kind of similarities to last season when it was a Union saint Loire when we obviously we rode a luck a wee touch or, uh, in terms of, you know, the first leg result and, and how that could have gone because it could have been worse than two. But uh, when we got them back to the Ibrox, you know, the, <clears throat> that experience shone through and, and I think it did again on Tuesday. I'm going to the kind of points. I was really meticulous in, in my kind of preparation for tonight, mostly out of fear that if I'd messed it up, I would never be let back on. Um, the second point I had, um, I think one of the kind of main talking points in the tie that could have completely changed the way that the, the two legs would have been looked at at the end of the 90 minutes, Jack Bolton between the sticks, making it like an early save, we seem to just get carved open. Um, I said on our kind of agenda, do, do we think he will be next in the line of superb Rangers keepers because we develop a lot? Um, Shona, would you say that Butland has the potential to be the kind of new star between the posts for Rangers? Well, he's shown it so far, hasn't he? He's not really made a mistake, so and he's been absolutely vital in some of the saves he's, he's got so far, so... Look, he looks like a right powerhouse. Um, what I like about Butland is, is, we've been saying this for a while, we need a demanding goalkeeper, and you can see that from Butland. He's not scared to get in amongst it all. He's not scared to shout at the likes of maybe Dessers in the defence. So 
no, for me, if you have a good goalkeeper, your defence should always get better as well. So I think we're kind of seeing that happen at the moment. I can't really see uh, where Butland's put a foot wrong so far. I think it's been vital for us. Um, and uh, look, the goalkeeper can only help the defence going forward. So for me, I think that first that save, the, the, the defence got put out through the middle, I think that was absolutely vital in the game because if they go 2-0 up, it's an absolute game changer, isn't it? So with the amount of chances that we were creating and missing at that moment in time in the, in the first half. So look, credit to Butland. Um, he kept us in the game. Uh, it could have been worse at, at half time. So look, it hasn't put a foot wrong for me so far. And look, I think he could be a top, top goalkeeper uh, for us. Uh, I think it's going to be vital for us this season as well going forward. I'd agree with you there. I thought that even just looking at social media after the game, as I said, as you might have noticed, I was at Oakview Park for Rangers B versus Stenhouse Muir, so I managed to catch the game whilst there was um, some quiet periods on, on online. Um, after looking back at it, he makes a really kind of wise decision and kind of informing the striker where the space is for them then to then take it away and luring them into having a kind of angle at the net. Um, I think he he's has that. He, he's not he's not a young keeper. We, we certainly know that. Um, he, a few years ago, he was tipped as the next England number one when he was a younger lad. Um, I think he will be a real star for Rangers. Um, I, I it takes a lot to turn down the kind of money just to sit on the bench in the Premier League, which he was doing last year, and saying, you know what, maybe I want to go somewhere that I can win things. And Rangers is a club where you're demanded to win things, and so I think it's. I think we're, we're a bit safe hands, so to speak. Um, we're talking about the safe hands. He was beaten once. I think it was a, a lovely finish from the, the goal scorer. Bill, we're talking about that goal. Do you think anyone's really t- to blame, shall we say? Uh, do you know, it's a frustrating goal to lose because it's out of nothing, really. It's just a long ball. And we fail to really do anything about it. And I think it's John Souter that gets the header and it sort of rebounds off of him and away out to the left. The actual finish, fantastic goal. Um, really, really difficult for a goalkeeper to do anything about or indeed the defence. Um, but maybe we let the guy have a little bit too much space. Um, but, you know, overall, I thought up until that point in the game, we'd been riding our luck a wee bit. We'd started well the first five or six minutes pressing. But I think as soon as Sarek got that first chance where Butland made the save... We, we sort of looked a bit lost for the next 10 or 15 minutes. Um, and then, you know, it's, as I say, it's a disappointing goal to lose um, because it was just nothing. It was a speculative long ball. But I don't think there's much could have been done about the strike once the boy put his foot around it. Yeah, he certainly got a lovely connection on the ball. And you can see from the, a lovely angle behind the net that Butland is at full stretch to try and get anything on that to put it wide or just stop the ball in it any way he can but you know it's a great finish from the lad I mean and that got the home fans going um, Rangers though we almost up, we went up the park a few minutes later and Danilo with uh, a miss which he, he, he was certainly upset about um, that's two games we've seen well, going back to the previous game where, with Lammers missing what could have killed the tie at that point in time David, do you think that's maybe a sign that we're still in that process of getting getting into that clicking, clicking in our in, in the zones and getting getting to the right kind of match sharpness um, to where we need to be? 
Uh, well, I don't think Danilo's got many excuses for that one because uh, he has been playing quite regularly, you know, with uh, Feyenoord. So he's he should be well up to speed. That was his uh, fashion Sakala moment. I, I just don't hope he doesn't uh, go the same way as poor fashion did. But these chances have to be taken. Lammers in the first leg, we should have buried the tie in the first leg we, and we ought, we ought to have done it. You know, the, the, the game on Tuesday night should have been a mere formality. You know, with the chances that, that we uh, turned down at, at Ibrooks, and we then turned down that one, and you're thinking, oh no! Uh, when those chances come, they have to be buried. That's the that, that that's what we were complaining about last season. When you know, big moments, we need players who will uh, capitalise on that, have the composure, and uh, there's, so there's no excuses for Danilo for to miss that one. That was uh, that one could have come back to haunt us, unfortunately. Or fortunately, sorry, it didn't in the end. So uh, job done, but uh, that's a worrying sign, you know, that we uh, we passed by, uh, which got to me thinking, you know, the, uh, my controversial moment in, <laughs> at the weekend when, well, particularly after Tuesday, when I'm thinking, I, I wish we had Fash, I wish we had Alfredo Morelos back. I want Alfredo back. I'm going to start that campaign now. So <laughs> whatever he is, he's in. Whatever jungle hut he's in in Colombia, we need to find him. Make him an offer. Mm. Goal I'll scoring certainly, machine. I'll um, I'm not going to jump on the bandwagon there just for fear of my head being taken. I, I'm controversial, <laughs> is it enough, with uh, with my Rabbi Matondo propaganda. Um, Andrew, sorry, if that one isn't bad enough, then I, I've just watched the start of the Hearts game and uh, watched uh, Lon Shanklin pop one in and thinking, do you know what? I'm and I'm going to I'm put, going on the record now. We should have signed Lon Shankland. I can agree with you there. To be honest, that's that's an opinion I could I back. But um, <laughs> we'll move on before we start to get a mutiny in in the comment section. Um, Shona, Danilo misses that chance. If he puts that in the back of the net, that home crowd quiets down. I think it's that puts them back at where they started going into the game. It was quite obvious that Rangers were going to have a kind of uphill battle as soon as they scored. To, and a lot is talked about in, in the press and, and by supporters that this team doesn't have the bottle um, to deal with these kind of atmospheres, environments, pressure. We've seen it once or twice, especially in Europe where that isn't the case. As I said earlier on um, off the show that that performance, maybe not similar in atmosphere, with the Maracana for Red Star and in Belgrade, but a similar fighting performance where it didn't matter the result. I think everybody wants a lovely, comfortable tie where we put it to bed and it's easy, plain sailing. Sometimes it isn't like that. Rangers put in an, a, a performance where it was backs to the wall at times and and a real prospect where you know we could have went out. You know, it, it's did you see it being? A case of it's just a, a different stage means that we have that different kick of mentality compared to some of the games where, especially against our, our fierce rivals, where sometimes you can question the mentality of some players. Well, I think uh, the second half proved that we don't really need to test the mentality of players. The first half, it seems to be every time that we play in this first half, it doesn't, doesn't matter where we go, we just don't really get off to a great start, do we? And this is what we've been asking for. We've been asking for us to get off for a really, really good start and score maybe two or three goals in the first half. 
and it's just not really clicked for us. We haven't really gelled. So, look, we are creating the good thing is we are creating a lot of chances. But honestly, these sitters that we're missing at the moment, that they've got to take them. We've got to take them. I just felt as if in the first half we just didn't have have any control at all. Uh, we were winning. Uh, we were winning the first header. We need to be far more physical in the air for this. Do you know what I mean? We're playing against really good teams in Europe. But they're, they're going to identify this against us, do you know that way? So look, we need to look at, obviously, different areas. Um, but I'm not questioning the mentality, because at the end of the day, look, we've been here before where we've been 1-0 down and we've managed to get through a game. There wasn't a time in that second half that I actually thought they created much anyway. I thought, actually, we dominated that second half. I think we went from a 4-3-3 to, like, a 4-3-1-2, whatever it was, 1-2-1, wasn't it? What did we go to again? It was a 4-3-1-2. So, look, we played more of a diamond shape, and I think that helped us in the second half. We had uh, Raskin, who was absolutely phenomenal, by the way, in uh, the second half, as well as Sifuentes and, and Todd Cantwell. So, look, we've got, the, we've got the midfield sorted at the moment. The defence will take care of itself. I think we've got Jack Butlin being in there, and uh, the defence playing more and more. I know people are having a go at Borna and Tav, but to be honest with you, they've been absolutely vital so far throughout pre-season and again. As much as I was having a right go at Tav eh, for his performance in the first half, he gets us out of a hole once again. So, look, we can't fault him for what, what he brings to the team. So, look, it's just a case of now what I think against Morton this weekend, we have to stick with the same front three. We have to get minutes into these uh, legs into the uh, minutes into the legs of these players and they need to start hitting the ground running really, really, really soon because, look, we can't be miss missing chances like that. These are vital opportunities for us. And they're absolute sitters, you know that way. So, look, I hope it doesn't dent their confidence, these boys, by missing those those um, chances during the week. I'm hoping that they both score this weekend and that builds their confidence going into the, the PSV game. But, look, I don't know, guys, I don't know about you, but look, there's a big question now. Look, does Roof come in? Because for me, Roof is obviously the best finisher at the club. So can we get him at fit in time and scoring goals before the, the, the survey game? That's something obviously we'll need to wait and see. And I don't know what uh, DBP thinks about that. Obviously, with his, uh, his campaign to get Morelos back, maybe he might want Roof in, in the squad for the next game. So, because I think that's exactly what we were missing um, during the week. I don't think uh, Roof would have missed, I nearly said the four there, Roof uh, would have missed those sitters um, against uh, Servette. So, look, I don't know what the guys think, but um, I think we need to get Roof into that squad for um, the PSV. If it's not the first game, it's got to be the away game. A very interesting point. I will, I'm sure we'll get on to PSV at some point, um, pretty soon to be fair, looking at my agenda, because I'm following the script, uh, as as all good actors do, you follow the script. Uh, I didn't go to improv classes, so um, I'll skip over the kind of point thoughts at half-time, because if it's anything anything going off of um, our kind of group chat, there was quite a quite an amount of fiery language being used, um, to to put it that way. Um, I think Rangers kind of had to kind of come out and maybe try and even up the score, which we went on to do. Um, I thought we kind of had that fire that we that we seemed to pick up in in that kind of halftime break. It, it seems like the manager must go through every one of them, or if it's Banfield or Matthews or whoever it may be. It's, they seem to have a kick at halftime and come out firing all cylinders, which begs the question: Could we not have done that from the start? We get the goal through James Tavernier. I have him down as zero to hero uh, in, in our agenda. <laughs> Would you say that's about right, Bill? Aye, probably. I mean, what you were saying there about starting the second half, well, we did. 
we came out loads of energy, pressing, winning the ball in good areas, playing good moves, and we, we got a reward. Um, the, <laughs> the goal itself, there was a rather comedic moment just before it when Tavernier tries to play the, the low cross, and I think it's the Cantwell, you know, the low cross for the corner. Um, and Cantwell has a, a fresh air swipe and just falls over his own feet, basically. But it works its way out to Barisic on the left. Terrific cross and the, the header into Tavernier. But what I liked immediately before that was to, to win as the corner, Nico Raskan shot for about 35 yards and it was an absolute screamer and their goalie just tips it over. And that's something that I'm actually liking seeing the past couple of games is that we're taking these pot shots for distance and the fact that we're getting them close. I think... Uh, I counted three or four against Servette the other night. I remember Cifuentes had one that went over. And I think Lammers had one later on. So that was really good. But yeah, the way that we started the second half, I think we started the first half the same way. You know, and I think we do that in general. But our problem is we only do it for the first five minutes. You know, the other night we, we came out all guns blazing. Servette couldn't get into our half for the first six minutes. But as soon as they did, they went up and basically had a, a one-on-one with Jack Butland and nearly scored. And then, I don't know if that rattled us, but like I was saying earlier, in the next 10 or 15 minutes, we kind of looked lost. It was very scrappy. And then you've got the, the speculative long ball from which they go and put the ball in the net. So I, I, I don't know what it is, but we, we start the first few minutes and it's great. And then it just dies a death and it gets really scrappy. We look as if we don't know how to play football. We don't know what to do with the ball uh, until such times as they come out and score. So I was glad that the fast start in the second half, we actually got the goal fairly quickly because after that, uh, you know, I've written in my notes there, we were scrappy for about the next 15 minutes. Um, and then I think on 65 minutes, the next real incident of note, which was Raskan shooting just wide. So again, you know, even after we got that goal, we, we went back to this kind of scrappy, couldn't break them down, couldn't do anything with it. Uh, on your question about Tav from zero to hero, um, I don't know. I, I always have faith in him. I, Captain Fantastic. I, say, I think I said this to you guys recently, you know, we are now past the point where we had to peak Tav and we're not going to get that back. But I'm relaxed enough about that. I think he still does more than enough and he's going to make mistakes. Um, as everybody will, but I think the amount that he gives us, I, I'm no liking so much that he's he's looking leggy a lot of the time. You know, he's he, he is looking slower and stuff, but I, I still think he's given us plenty. Um, so I, I don't think he was ever a zero for me. Um, he was about a six or a seven, and then obviously goes up to ten when he heads the ball in at the back post. Mm-hmm. And one of those brilliant goals for a couple of seasons ago, where it was full back to full back, boof in the net, fantastic. You mentioned fullback to fullback there, DBP. Um, I don't need to tell you how much I love Borna Barisic. Um, you, you know what I'm like with my Scott Wright, Matondo, and Barisic being like my holy trinity. Um, Borna, I think even to some of the more diehard Barisic haters, have to admit in the last few games he's really hit that form again. In that form being. 55 season some of the the, the play he does in, in the, the Seville run you know he plays that he's back to fearless Borna um, it feels like a lot has been said of well how long is that going to last before he has a dip and we, we don't see that fearless Borna until December February you, you know do you think this time could be 
a prolonged, brilliant Borna phase, or do we think that he's still maybe one game away from a meltdown? Well, there's good and there's bad here, isn't there? Because the the best thing about our fullbacks is their attacking moments, when you know they, they should be above all else defenders. You know that that's what they're on the pitch. You know they occupy right back and left back, and they've obviously contributed with the goal as as they have done previously. But uh, you know when we start bumming up Borna, when you know the best thing about him is he's crossing into the box. I want the best thing to be about Borna is his ability to defend and stop crosses at the other side. You know, so there's uh, there's kind of two sides to it in terms of uh, where, where where Borna is at the moment. You know, fearless Borna, but certainly the, the quality of the delivery, as it, as it was on Saturday. You know, when he was delivering the ball into the box against Livy, I mean, absolutely fantastic. The, the, that's what we've been waiting on the forward line that's going to actually take advantage. Of the quality of the balls that uh, that Borna can deliver, and and we saw not for the first time, you know, fullback to fullback, Tav comes up, pops one in as he does. I mean, and he's now on course to be our, our top goal scorer in Europe. This is absolutely insane. This this guy is our, is our number two, and he's and he's he will soon be if he keeps this up. You know, he will become our top goal scorer ever in Europe. You know, and you look at the the Rangers players that have gone before him. And, and who he's about to overtake, it's it's utterly mental. But again, you know, is can we take obviously the European goals that he scores and the goals that he scores domestically? But can we uh, continue to uh, will that continue to compensate for maybe his weaknesses in actually defending? So I, I thought the boy in the first leg was giving Tav quite a, a hard time. You know, the Servette uh, boy who was in the left wing. You know, you get past him a few times. Uh, beat him for pace, uh, but you know Tav, you know held up to it. But and then he delivers the equaliser, which you know goes a long way to, to finishing that tie as a contest. I think it took the wind out their sails. So, uh, but Borna is his ability the, the ball in the box. You see the way he does it when when he, when the ball comes back, and and the ball was almost dead, and then mm-hmm. and Borna just uh, cues it up and then just zaps it right in. I mean with pace. He knows, and he's dropping it on a sixpence because he knows where Tav is. They've done it so often. Well, it's a goal, you know. So that that moment of quality is uh, probably the reason that why Borna is still here is because he he can can deliver quality. So it's it's just whether I mean I, I think domestically we will get away with it, but I think remember we were playing Servette. They're not a European giant by any means, you know. I think it's the first time they've sold out that ground in Christ. Yeah. I don't know many years, so but obviously the atmosphere was having an impact. You know, you're comparing it to Red Star Belgrade, but I, I wouldn't quite go as far as Switzerland was would be the same as Belgrade. But you can clearly see that they had uh, they were the team were feeding off the the, the atmosphere in which uh, they were playing in. So maybe which is why you know there was maybe a wee extra ten percent from them in the first half. The, the, the whole occasion has got to them. Whereas we don't want to get the occasion to get to the Rangers team. We want our, our guys to go in there and snuff that out. And I think yeah. Danilo had the chance to do that with, 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 you know, popping one in so soon after they'd be they get a wee chink of daylight, you know, oh, maybe something's going to happen here and we could have just, we could have crushed their soul there and then as we should have done at Ibrox. But so, but at the end of the day, you know, we, uh, 
we played the tie, we won the tie, and I think PSV will be an entirely different game from that because I think that the the occasion for for our team you know, uh, will be a will be a bigger event I think, and I'm hoping that we will see the Rangers respond and, and as we know they can. So looking forward to Tuesday really. Shona, you talked about keeping the kind of front three to so to speak the same for Morton. Um, I have it down in our in my notes as Dessers and the post. Um, it's an interesting one because we're talking about Tavernier and his goal scoring contributions. We brought in Danilo, we brought in Dessers, we brought in Lammers, who is sometimes played as a striker and as an out and out striker, shall I say, in, in his previous clubs. And yet we're still seeing Tavernier pop up with the goals. Cyril Dess is an interesting one. I mean, he scores his he's, he's goal in the, the home leg. He hits the post. Um, he's, he's somewhat admitted to the fact that he's still maybe slightly behind the rest of the pack in terms of fitness and match sharpness. Would he maybe, although you've said keep the same kind of three, would he somebody you try and get some game time in against Morton? Yeah, I think we've got to get game time into these guys. The more the more they keep, they keep scoring goals or trying to score goals and we create these chances for them, I think look, it's going to build their confidence. Like you say, they can't keep missing these sitters. Um, and look, as of Dessers, I actually, I think we're going to be a bit harsh on him, look, because you can see he's trying. I just don't think he's your out and out. I think he's more like a Cholak. I think he's that kind of type of player. I think he's more of a guy that likes to be in the box. I don't think he's going to be one of these guys that's going to hunt down the ball all the time. I think that's going to be more like Danilo. Danilo's more that kind of type. I think he's a bit more match sharp than than, than Dester's at the moment. I think you can see that in abundance, the way Danilo is playing off the, usually coming off the, the left-hand side. So, look, I, I expect them both to be playing up front on uh, Saturday. We need to get um, momentum into these into, into these players. We need to get minutes into them. And uh, they need to get off to a goal scoring, off, like score as many goals at the weekend. Like if they score two or three goals, Builds our confidence going into the, the PSV game. I just think it's just those very, very near misses, isn't it? And that's the that's the frustrating thing. Because I did think that Dessers, even though he uh, during the, uh, was it the, the game against Livingston, no, it was Kamarnik when the guy went in with a sliding tackle or um or no, sorry, was it was Livingston. So he was very, very close. Um even again, I think um, he hit the, the post there and Danilo last week hit hit the post. So look, it's very, very much very near misses. The good thing is, though, that we've got attackers in the box as well. So if it does hit off the post or if it goes sideways or whatever, we do have other people in the box that can maybe score that goal as well. But look, I've always said this about Tavernier and Bonabarisic. If you take their assists and take Tav's goals out of the team, I honestly think for European football, I think they're both vital for European football. I know that we've got mm. Redfan, sorry, but I'd much rather prefer to have Borna because I do think that even though when it comes to the big games, like in Europe, it's your assist. We're not going to get very many chances in Europe, but we have to take them. And that's where Borna is vital when he comes in with his, with his assists and with his, as um, DVP was saying there, that pinging those balls in. And the two balls that he's pinged in for the last goal against Danilo and Tav have been absolutely on point. They've been sublime. So, look, I don't know if Ridvan would have been able to do the same thing under that sort of pressure. So, look, this is where the jury's out on, on Ridvan. But, look, I am one of those ones where... I don't think that if, see if we were scoring four or five goals in a game, I don't think we'd be talking about as much as the defence like Borna and Tav as we, as we do. I think it's because at the moment we've been having games that are very, very fine margins. If we were pumping teams five or six, five, five or six, one, we wouldn't be talking about the goal that we can see. We would just be talking about the game and the goals that we scored. So look, 
I think it's time for these guys to start getting goals, getting scudding teams four or five nil, and look the defence will then take care of itself. Because look, in that second half, it, it, the first half was all about because we were playing far too deep. Seeing the second half and the Borna and Tab are playing far more further up the pitch, it made a massive difference. And this is what I've been saying for a while. If you get Borna and Tab down the pitch and we've got three or four guys that can get into that box, we will score goals. It's absolutely no doubt we will score goals. We don't need wingers out in the wide to be pinging balls in. We want the, the likes of your fullbacks to be pinging these balls in. So look, like uh, Teddy Bears uh, said, I think it's a wee bit too early to judge them, but Look, we don't have patience with these guys. They have to hit the ground running in the next couple of weeks because either that or they'll be on the bench or, like I said, Ruth might have to come on and score that winning goal. I'd say that's about right. I think Borna, for, for me, in the last few games, has probably been the most consistent at the 11. I think I'd say Cantwell's up there, but he didn't start against Kelly, which mm-hmm. was is, is a question that I think everyone would like an answer to why. Um, personally, I didn't think had a brilliant game against Kelly. Probably put in one of his best performances in a Rangers top for me last um no, last night Tuesday night. Um, Nikola Raskin, uh, Bill. I think that was one of those like movie trailer kind of movements and scenarios. He's shoulder barge one in and put him on the deck. He's knocked the ball there and won the free kick. Those kind of that effort in European ties, sometimes when you're running down the clock, winning those those so-called cheap fills, you know, it's that's a star performance from from Nico. It's probably one of his best, I'd say. Um, how would you rate that in his kind of time at Rangers so far? Superb. Um, and <clears throat> you know, he's like a wee terrier sometimes, just in nipping at the heels and winning the ball, and he's also driving us forward and great energy and all of that and. He puts me in mind of a guy, and you might maybe be too young to remember, uh, Reno Gattuso, when he came to Rangers, and I think he was about the same age as uh, Askan is now. He was maybe even a bit younger. Um, but, you know, just a similar type of player. I think Gattuso was maybe even a bit more physical and very hot-headed and all that. But, you know, he was like snapping in, winning tackles, winning the ball, making the pass. Come on, guys, let's get forward, all of that. Uh, and I think that's what Raskin's bringing and I think he's going to be an absolute superstar, not just at Rangers, but, you know, in European football, possibly. I think he's got a very, very bright future ahead of him, this guy. Uh, I'd like to take a wee bit of issue slightly with what Davey, sh- with what Davey said about uh, Borna Barisic, because I, I don't think he's put a foot wrong defensively this season. We have seen it, obviously, you know, and like the last couple of seasons, there's various times where he's switched off. But so far, this the start of the season, I, I really don't think Borna's put a foot wrong so I think it's a bit unfair to level any criticism at them at him at the moment. Let's hope, um, you know, as we were saying, he can just continue in the vein of form that he's in because, you know, Andy, as you said, you, you don't know how long you're going to get out of Borna Barisic before he just has one of those moments. My big worry is uh, when we play Celtic, you know, it's, it seems to have been that that's done it to him a couple of times in the past. And I think if he can make it through that game and come out the other side, all right, we'll maybe have this version of Borna for a good wee while yet. David, again, as as we said, that kind of Raskin having a really superb performance. A person who I think on his day is always, you could almost guarantee, will work his socks off, pull in some nice movements with the ball, some lovely passes, you know, certainly wins fills, which has been the kind of ire of the general press and opposition support. Todd Cantwell, 
slightly now becoming the Morelos figure for opposition supporters. I personally think he loves that kind of side of the game. If anything, last last year in the last old form of the season, he certainly wouldn't give Callum McGregor a minute's piece. He was in his ear and letting them know, I just did you a belt earlier, son. Do you think that Todd is probably in that same category of Raskin where you're thinking he's going to go somewhere end of the season, maybe next season? I think uh, Todd Cantwell mm, has got a confidence about himself, which I personally love. I, I like to see Rangers players have that wee swagger, you know, the Barry Ferguson thing, you know, when he, he just looks at them with contempt. And he's got the, the technical ability to back it up. So Todd's probably everything I want to see in a Rangers player. And it absolutely fills my heart with delight, the fact that he gets that response from them, you know, that they... They, they see him that much of a threat, you know, and it's the, they, they have to react. And the only way to react is they'll make up shit. So they'll say, oh, he goes down too easily. Do you know? And that's when you know you've got them, pretty much. So I think Todd's pretty much got most of these guys exactly where he wants them. They shite it from Todd Cantwell. And, you know, and that that, that comes out as, you know, ah, but he goes down too easily. So, do you know what? Well, his hair's not that nice either. So, to be, you know, just... <laughs> Make up absolute fucking nonsense. So, no, I, I love Todd Cantwell. And, and on Nico Raskin, Nico Raskin's performance on Tuesday was worryingly good because uh, if, if he continues to perform like that, you know, phone calls will be made. There's a, which is a wee bit of a, I, I mean, you want to see the guy do is absolutely brilliantly, but uh, when he does that brilliantly, it, be, it becomes an issue for me. So, uh, maybe you could tone it down just a couple of notches. Maybe just don't do so well, Nico. I mean, <laughs> we'll accept the eighty percent of that if, if that's okay with you. No, he was, uh, and I think he already caught the eye of uh, the, the Newcastle mob when they were here when when they played against them. You know, in a pre-season family, and you can see that you know these games on Tuesday night will be uh, seen across Europe, and it, it will not go unnoticed that you know that the performance he put in. So. Good, good news, bad news, really, because. Uh, but as long as uh, we get top dollar, if if he, if he does move on, because as, I think as Bill has just said that this guy's going to the top. You said top dollar well, there. Oh, Jonah, you go on. I'm jumping no, in there. Yeah, I've, I've had dreams, many a dreams about Raskin and Cantwell. I'm telling you, some of them are a bit X-rated, <laughs> mind you. But honest to God, these two guys, I absolutely love. I just think they've. They've got everything that we want, and as a, as a Rangers fan, do you know what I mean? That's what exactly what we've been wanting in midfield. From these two guys, somebody that can, that can obviously has a bit of swaggerness about them, like you said, TVP, and a guy, a wee guy like like uh, like like Raskin. There's just so much grit about him, do you know what I mean? Like as well, a bit of dig. Um, he's not afraid to get stuck in. Oh, I'm in love with these two guys, honestly. Them two in Butland. Oh. Well. This takes us on in terms of our European conquest so far. Takes us on to what is slowly becoming a bit of the elephant in the room of our, our upcoming opposition. I have it as double or nothing in, in, in my notes for tonight. There's definitely some needle between both sets of fans. I think on PSV's social media, they were, they were out for revenge. Um, I think Rangers will will have to really pick out a performance of the top top echelon to 
I wouldn't say to stand a chance, but if we want the result to to look good and and us to to get that qualification that we desire to the group stage, it's going to need a a performance of last year. Now let's remember that last year. So unfortunately, one of our, our stars in the tie last year is now with the opposition in Malik Tillman. But it's also quick. I'm quick to notice after rewatching the highlights of those games today is we had John McLaughlin in goal, um, and we still managed to get through. So what does that tell you about PSV? <laughs> um, PSV though have been definitely a team that I was worried that looking in the draws going back to even before we we pulled Servette um, out of the hat. So I think it'll be a real tough tie. Obviously, they're not the same team that they used to be with, with you know, Gakpo, who was playing with, with them last time we played them. He's moved on, and they, they've netted a nice amount of money there. There's some talk about some of their other talents in the team, Bakayoko and Sangari. Both, I think, are both linked away from the club. Um, am I the only one that's maybe hoping that that will maybe be playing in their heads? Um, Shona, do you think it's maybe something that uh, some of our, our tough tackling Nico Raskin could be saying to them going well you know your big money move mate will only be going through if you get a broken leg and you're, you're medical well I think that's in Gary's been like with Bayern Munich hasn't he so um, look their midfield is quite strong with Dijon and Gary and I think they've got Beerman in there as well haven't they so but look I was looking at the, 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 the stats on there we've actually got a very very good record against PSV obviously we beat them last year we beat them in 2010 and 2001, uh, uh, 2011 season, 2010, 2011 season. And we also beat them twice under the Cabocat. So we do have a good record for that. So I'm going with that, that we've got a really good record against PSG. Look, it's going to be a really, really tough game. I think these players are going to be well up for it. Um, as I said, we managed to keep uh, that Luke Dijon. Is it Luke Dijon, isn't it? We managed to get him pretty quiet last year. So look, I'm just looking for a Raska and Sifuentes performance. I think um, the last year we had in midfield, was not Lundstrom and uh, Davis, wasn't it, in midfield at that moment, that last year in the game. So, mm. look, I'm looking forward to the game. I think um, look, that home, home tie is going to be absolutely vital. I think we have to win that. I think we need to score at least two goals and go over there with a, t- a two-goal lead. If we can, I think that that could be possible. Um, but I, I don't want to be drawing that game, going over there with a nil-nil. I think we have to score at least one goal, put the pressure on them when we're out there. So, look, it is going to be tough. Um, I as I said last season, um, I think it was Sands as well who was in that team and uh, somebody was telling me he had an absolute blinder in that game against PSV last year. He was like nearly man of the match. So, look, um, we've got a much better defence. We've got a much better goalkeeper. I don't think there's any excuses this time around with the, like any injuries or whatever that we had last year. So, look, um, we have to go into that game and we have to be scoring uh, at least one or two goals at, at home to start off and keep it as a clean sheet going into the next, the next game. Uh, the week after on Wednesday in PSV Eindhoven. So, uh, look, I don't know what the other guys think, but I think it's going to be a very, very tough one for us. Uh, that their wingers look look pretty good. I watched a wee bit of the highlights and, uh, yeah, I'm a wee bit fear for our fullback. So, uh, yeah, the Borna and Tav are going to have to be on the A game. Well, we were talking before we went live about a, t- a time under Stephen Gerrard where we played Leverkusen in the quarterfinals of the Europa League. Uh, I think we also then played, uh, I want to say maybe Leon at some point. I don't know if that may have been a pre-season friendly. Both teams were Group managed stages. under. Uh, I, think, uh, we played, I think it was like, were managed by Peter Boss. Uh, and uh, he has now become the PSV manager since then. When it was Rude Van Nistelrooy last season. Mm. We struggled, I think. I don't know if it was maybe because of the level of the team we had at those times. Even looking back to that Bayer Leverkusen match where we were 
uh, to a man were just beaten yeah. cleanly. I, I, after looking at the manager, we seem to struggle with the way he sets up teams. Do we think that? I don't want to say that on on maybe a slip up or just lack of confidence, we might get a hiding off of PSV. But is it something that you're maybe concerned of that if we're not on our A game, it could be a bad night? It's going to be a KG affair. I don't think there'll be a huge amount of nice football on display. Um, it's going to take a solid performance from us to get through this tie. I'm probably not concerned about hiding. I don't think that will happen. Um, and I, I, I get what you're saying, actually, about you know struggling to beat them with the way that they'll set up under him. I think we did. Did we not lose to Leon at Ibrox and then beat them away at home? I seem to remember Scott Wright getting a deflected goal over there. I think I believe that was the last game of that group stage and they'd already gone That's through. True. They'd already yeah. qualified, you're right. Aye. Um, and Leverkusen outclassed us. But I think you know we're a different team. We're a better team now. And if you look at the, the tie against PSV last season, we're a different team now and they're a different team now. You know, There's a lot of changes. Um, we got through it last season, drawing with them at Ibrox, and then we went over there and Magic Malik took the ball off their defender, I believe, and squared it to Cholak, who tapped it in. You know, and there really there wasn't a fag paper between the two sides last year. It was a very cagey affair. I think it'll be the same this year. I like what you're saying about there being a bit of needle, maybe, because um, I think I did see something from the official PSV, maybe on their Facebook or something like that, saying out for revenge. So, you know, this is this is a big tie for them as well. PSV, I think, are one of those clubs who, you know, Servette were in the Champions League qualifiers hoping to qualify, and I think PSV maybe have gone in expecting to qualify, you know, and they've got a slightly different air about them. It's going to be very difficult. However, um, when I get asked this Sunday for my prediction for next week, and I'll be so excited, I'm going to say something like 5-1 Rangers. So, yeah, uh, take everything I've just said with a pinch of salt. Uh, but at this, at this present moment in time, I am concerned. I I think it will be touch and go. I'm not sitting here confident that we're going to get through that tie. Am I right in saying, though, that no matter what happens, I think we are now guaranteed Europa League group stage football this season? So, yep. you know, every cloud is a silver lining. Um, I'm no keen to repeat, just no dead keen to repeat the experience we had in the Champions League group stages last year. Um, I think whatever happens, if we take it through this tie and somehow manage to get into the group stages, I don't think it'd be possible to get a worse group than we got last year. So... Maybe that's a positive as well. But I certainly wouldn't be disappointed about Europa League group stage football this year. I think, you know, whatever we got in the Europa League group stages, I think we'd have a very good chance of still being in Europe after Christmas, you know. And to have had that something like four out of the last five seasons is absolutely phenomenal anyway. I think, you know, we, we've we've gone from a club that wasn't doing too well in Europe historically, you know, through the, the 90s and the noughties to... To sort of, sort of having more respectability back in Europe, and that that's an absolute bonus. Uh, so yeah, right now I'm thinking next week's going to be very tough. I'm sure that in Sunday night's podcast I'll be saying five or six one. So yeah, take it as you will. Davey, as as Bill said, um, we we what was it we pried open the gates to the Champions League was the commentary line. Um, from our goal over a nine home in, in the second leg, 
a, a nice bit of pressure by Malik Tillman um, scoring the ball to Antonio Cholak. Malik, obviously, this time, I, I presume, will be registered for the, this this round. Um, am I the only one that is completely forgotten about his time in, in the blue jersey and sees him as one of the enemy? Oh, well, I mean, there's uh, the silver lines to that. He particularly cloud is uh, is that we know exactly how to deal with them because uh, you know in the first five minutes we have Nico Raskin just clatter him a couple of times and then uh, Malik just won't be involved, you know, for the next eighty minutes. So uh, no, I, I don't think we've got anything to fear. And and Michael Beale said the other night, you know, that there were strong words were. Uh, spoken at half time. Well, I don't think that will be the case on Tuesday night. I don't think there'll be strong words because I think uh, if you, this is exactly the game which uh, Michael Beale toured Europe selling to people. These why come to Rangers? You'll have uh, European nights. This is this is it. This, these are the nights he was speaking about. So it's it, the onus is on the guys to take responsibility. There's enough experience in that dressing room. You know, I don't think PSV are uh, world beaters. Certainly a good side, but uh, I think they're certainly doable. So I'm hoping that a big performance for Rangers, I think this could be a watershed moment for us. We go out there and, and show the quality that we have, because we do have quality. Clearly, there's been some kind of issues knitting it all together, you know, as players find their feet and they find out, you know, about their teammates' strengths, weaknesses, blah, blah, blah. So, but uh, this could be a moment where we uh, it, it clicks together for us and and we we put in a solid performance, but it has to be from the word go. You know, when Shona was speaking about, you know, right at the start about us not starting that well, or, or Bill said starting well, but then fell out of it. There's no excuses on Tuesday. We have to be, you know, a proper team. Go out there, and we're playing over two ties. Remember, so uh, I, I wouldn't be going gung ho, you know. But I think the the crowd on Tuesday night will obviously have a. <clears throat> Have a role to play, and I think this is the this is where the range of support really are at their best. We know we're in a genuine contest on Tuesday night, and I think the support from the stands reflects that. You know, when it's you know the, the cannon fodder turn up, and you know it doesn't go according to grumps and groans. Whereas <clears throat> I think when we know we're in a contest, the, the the crowd will respond. So I think you know the team and the support in this together. Of course, we can do it. We've got the quality. In, in, in both aspects, you know, the support and, and the team and Michael Beale to get the team organised. So I'm hoping for a big night on Tuesday night. I, I don't think we have... I mean, obviously, we have to respect PSV. They, they will be a decent side. You know, you look at the squad that they have. But I don't think we, we should fear them. I think we should go out there with a the, with the view that we can do this and, uh, and, and bring our... Bring our A game, as, <clears throat> as Shona said, throughout the team. <clears throat> we've got a proper goalkeeper. You know, we've got defenders who have been round the block, and we've got some uh, quality players in midfield and up front. So, I'm, I'm hoping that we will be uh, there or thereabouts. Shona, I was just thinking there, uh, just as we were talking that the last big time I remember recently that we overlooked a certain match to look straight onto the next big game. It ended up in quite an interesting affair, which ended up with us allowing a goal for the opposition, um, referring to Partick Thistle in the Cup last year, where we seemed to just pay no attention to that match. It was just another game to get through and get on to the next 
I think it might have been that I don't know if it was maybe another European title or an old firm that week after or something. It was something we had a game at the weekend, um, and we'd or a game coming up, and we'd seen we just seemed to look through them and didn't show them much respect. And that game was almost one of those games where people will reference it in the future of Rangers slipped up in this game. You know, is it important that we really? focus on Morton at the weekend. I mean, they've they've obviously had more games under the belt with the League Cup group stage. Um even close to close to home living in Paisley, I believe they beat St Mirren in a preseason friendly, which doesn't make much sense to me. Um I think as as we spoke just there about Partick Thistle and that and that tie, that if we get cocky and and we don't pay attention and respect the opposition to a certain degree that we could be just left embarrassed. Yeah, I think uh, managers always say this. They take a game day, uh, game day by day, don't they? And they always look to the next game. But I think they'll obviously have his mind on for next week. I don't think he'll be risking a few players at the weekend, um, especially in defence. Um, I think the likes of Sterling will get his chance. I actually think McCrory might even get a chance in goals as well. But... Look, we can't be complacent against these teams, but see, to be fair, see if we've got a guy coming in like Danilo and we've got Blazers there and you've got Lammers and maybe the likes of maybe Campbell maybe coming off the bench. I would imagine that Dill will probably start the game. Maybe Hadji maybe might have a, a chance in there. If these guys can't win against Morton, then I'm afraid that we're not going to be in the Rangers team for the rest of the season. So, look, it's time for them to make uh, prove their point. If they want a place in this team, they've got to show as well on Saturday what they can bring to the squad. Because Bill's going to have a headache if these guys are all playing well, especially like Dill. I think Dill's been absolutely brilliant. I actually think he's been quite unfortunate not to get in ahead of Lammers at the moment. I think Lammers has kind of taken his foot off the gas in the last, last maybe one or two games. So, look, I think Dill's been a wee bit unfortunate there. So, look, it's an opportunity for these guys on Saturday to take their take their chance and show Bill what, they, what they're made of, especially like Sterling. I thought as well um, during the week there, we went to a back three at times the last 15, 20 minutes. And that just shows that like we can actually go to a different tactic within a game, show that we can be quite solid at the back as well and show show Bill that we can actually see out games now. I didn't think at that moment in time, um, the last 15 minutes of the game, when they obviously they were trying to chase it, that they, they, they didn't really create much, did they? So, looking Saturday, I think there will be a few changes at the back. I would imagine McClory will come in and start in goals. Maybe they see the likes of Balligan come in at centre-back as well. But look, if these guys have got to prove to be able that they want to be in the team, then they've got to show that on Saturday. And uh, likes of Daniel and Dessers, they have to get off the, the ground running. And uh, hopefully we'll get to see a wee bit of roof as well at the same time. Because look, that can only give Bill more headaches as to who he wants to play up front. So, um, no, I'm looking forward to the game on Saturday. I'll be going as well. I don't know if the rest of the guys are going. So, looking forward to seeing it. Looking forward to seeing what the lineup will be. But um, if I was Bill... I would still play the front three as much as possible and get them minutes in their legs and maybe change it up when it comes to defence and uh, midfield for, for the game against Morton. Bill, um, are you similar in the kind of getting key players who are maybe not up to the levels we want them to be getting game time? I think, as, as Sean said, Yanis Hadji, he's someone, again, don't know if it would be me about backing players who seem to get a bit of the slack. Um, Yanis Hadji, for me, is... Has a footballing brain like I've not seen in my life. I know it's, it's sometimes hard harder to compare with some of the better players of recent Rangers history, which I didn't have the privilege to watch. I mean, you're talking about am I comparing playmaking abilities between Yanis Hadji and Sean Goss? Um, so it, it's something that 
I maybe don't have the luxury of comparing him to previous players like him. Would you rate Yanis Hadji, and, and do you think he'll he'll get some game time against Morton? Ah, huge fan, huge fan of Yanis Hadji. Um, you kind of touched on it there that he's very divisive among Rangers supporters. Um, you know, especially like last season. Well, he didn't play last season, but the season before. Um, you know, it seemed to be every other week there was about 45% of the Rangers supporters, oh, Hadji's brilliant, and 45% going, he's shite, get him off. And the other, the other 10% maybe sitting on the fence. Um, I, I don't really understand it because I've never seen much of a problem with what he does. He's an excellent footballing brain. Um, one limitation that he really has is that he doesn't have any pace. Um, but what are you going to do? It's not even something that you can train, really, is it? Uh, and I think if he did have pace, he wouldn't be at Rangers. Um, no, I'm a huge fan of Yanis Hadji. Hopefully he gets some minutes in his legs against Morton. Again, like with uh, some of the other guys like Dowell and all that, I think he's maybe just a wee bit unfortunate at the moment not to have more game time, just because of the number of players that we've got at the moment that can kind of play in the types of role that he plays. But hopefully... You know, he'll, he'll get some minutes in his legs. Um, like Shona said, you know, any of these guys coming in the weekend, if we don't absolutely scud Morton, then, you know, those guys have got some thinking to do about what the rest of the season holds for them. Because, yeah, we should give the opposition respect, but they are a, side, a division below us. You know, we, we should not struggle to beat them. I thought the game against Partick Thistle, I, I, I can't even remember how it turned out. I think we won by one goal. But it was lousy. It was just lousy. You know, like, you, you don't want to see that. Greatest respect to a team like Morton, but Rangers really should be mopping the floor with a team like Morton. And we should be doing that with sort of two-thirds of the teams in the SPL as well, you know. We should be just mopping the floor with them. So there'll be no excuses at the weekend. Like, if, if we don't take three, four, five goals off of Morton, um, I think Peel is going to have some reflecting to do on the guys that he's put out on the park. We, we spoke there just about Yanis Hadji. Um, another player that, as you said, there's a lot of players in that position. I mean, even uh, somebody who's kind of been well, just a more of a central midfielder and, and less of an attacking midfielder. We've talked about Kieran Dill, um, another player that I, I think everyone for nine games last season said this guy was going to be a, a superstar for Rangers, Tom Lawrence. Um, I think he kind of falls into that same attacking um, I feel a category that um, you know we've we've not seen a lot of him during the the recent kind of games. In a way, he is just off of the back of that long term injury, and he will be wanting to get his fitness levels up and his match sharpness up. David, do you think that maybe Lawrence can come in against Morton? Um, and do you think if he does, he will have an impact? I think there's a possibility that will appear, but I think what really would be uh, later on in the game. I think he's going to be one of the sixty minute subs rather than a start, uh, I think we would just maybe see him at the tail end of it. But I think there will be changes, you know, as, as Sean has already outlined. They're, they're, we're, gonna, we're not going to go uh, with the, the full complement against uh, Morton, and, and nor should we, because we'll, we'll have enough quality, you know. As long as the attitude is correct, that's what will beat us. It's, it's not about uh, changing, rotating the squad, because I think you could pick any 11 players from, from the current Rangers squad and and we have more than enough to see off uh, Greenock Morton. So 
as long as the, the attitude is correct, we don't think this is a done deal, we go out and apply ourselves, as every Rangers team should, then I, I really don't see it being an issue. Uh, I, I, we should never be going into a game thinking it's won before the ball's kicked off. That's just, uh, that will bite you in the arse eventually. So, no, as long as we've got, uh, Michael Beale has the strong words with them on the way out, as uh, uh, same for Tuesday. So I'm going, I think Rangers won by a few on, on Saturday. So but I'm, I'm, I don't want to go uh, crazy. So I, I'm going to go 3-0, but uh, I, I might change that if you come back to me and ask me for a prediction. That's, I've just made that one up. I'll give you. I'll tell you that I kind of I had in our, our notes a, a small quiz question based on the last time we played Morton. I'll give you the exact date and I'll tell you the scoreline and you have to tell me the scores. Uh, so I will tell you the last time we played Unit Morton was in two thousand and seventeen. It was in the Scottish Cup. We won two one. If you could give me the scorers, um, I'd be very very impressed. Um. I'll give you bonus points for a certain, who the manager was on that game, or for in charge for that game. I let you stick in that in the background. I'll come to you, Shona, on our kind of last. Um, I had we spoke about Hadji, we spoke about Lawrence. Uh, I'll come to you because I'm hoping that, given my, my my love for the guy, that you might be similar or at least let me down easier. Um, Rabi Matondo, um, in uh, Livingston in the Livingston game. Uh, Got the assist on the, the double screamer, uh, linking up with some nice one two on, on this, the sideline, um, and, and bursting forward and laying off the assist. It's interesting with Rangers' la- uh, lack of width, um, this season where a winger, an out and out winger like Rabi Matondo, fits in. Um, it looks like he's he's going to be staying at the club. Michael Beale said that it's, we want to see more of the same from him after that game. Where do you see? him fitting in in this kind of vast range of squads because at the moment we don't look like we're selling anybody else which is one of the surprising points I mean mm-hmm. the, the, our, our tagline for the last couple of weeks is that Scott Wright went to Turkey and came back with a new haircut um, that is it's, it's kind of an interesting one to where these guys fit in because Michael Beale has been quite quiet in terms of progress on outgoings well, I think uh, Matondo and Wright would have probably been at the top of your list for uh, players to go at the, at the start of this, um, should I say, the start of the transfer window, wasn't it, in the summer? But the problem is with Matondo is we actually had quite a high outlay on him. It was over £3 million. So, like, if we were to sell Matondo now, we're actually going to make a loss on the guy. So, he's actually come out and said that he wants to fight this place. And so far, so good. Look, I think um, when he came in, he was an absolute game changer. And that's what we've been wanting to see from Matondo, isn't it? I think um, in the West Ham game, that he came in last, uh, was it last season or whatever it was in the friendly. We thought this guy was going to be an absolute superstar. Look, we know he had that really, really bad injury and uh, a couple of really, really bad misses. And he hasn't really been able to get in the team, obviously, uh, throughout uh, the, the race of last year. So, look, it's time for him to prove himself. Do I think he'll start the weekend? Well, that's a toss-up. I really do, because I do think, that obviously, the likes of uh, Daniel and Dessers obviously need to be in there. But... Look for pace wise, it, it's good to see that he's actually playing in the right in the in should I say right position on the left hand side of the pitch. So for me, I, I've always quite liked Matondo. I think he's got pace to burn. It's just his finishing and his uh, his decision making at times has been pretty poor. But from what we saw the other the other the other week, I thought his decision making was absolutely brilliant. I thought he got the ball spot on for the deal to score, and uh, I think there was another chance with Seema 
He played in a really, really good ball. If it wasn't for Seema obviously going too wide, it would have been another another goal. So, look, um, as much as um, I know Blue Horizons there saying that he doesn't really like Matondo, but look, I think we have to give these guys a chance. I don't think we're going to be selling these guys in the summer. So, look, if we can get a tune out of these guys throughout this season and a bid comes in in January or next year, then I think we've got to be looking at that for a... Uh, like some Matondo and Scott Wright, if they don't prove themselves uh, to the, the, the level that uh, Bill wants them to play at. But I do feel as if that um, if he comes on at the weekend, I think they might see a different Matondo over the last couple of weeks. So um, I'm looking forward to seeing what Bill's got at the weekend. But uh, I'm going for a 6-0. I'm, I'm going for a, a Daniel Hartchick and all sorts, DVP. I think uh, this is it. This is this is the game, guys, that I'm telling you is going to turn our season. Uh, it's going to make us better going into the PSV game than we've got West County. And then a week later, we've obviously got them away and then we've got the old firm game. So look, this is massive. I think this is the momentum that's going to carry us through for the next uh, four weeks. I think we'll scud um, uh, Morton 6-0 and I'm going for a Danilo hat-trick. Boom. I will then move on to... I'll go back round in the order where we went there for predictions and I'll give you your answers. It looks like the majority of the comments seem to have got... They've done their homework and they've got it right. Um, Davy P, how how do you see the game going against Morton? What's your your prediction? Showing us when with a big scoreline, would you would you say the same thing? Uh, I like your thinking that. So I'm going to revise mine up the way. <laughs> I'm going for four more. So based on a six, so try and get closer to Shora because I know she bets on it, so she'll have studied this. So. That, that leads me to think that uh, I'm revising it from 3-0 to 4-0. But I think uh, Rabbi Matondo, that was a surprise uh, that I didn't expect to see, you know, against Livy. But Rabbi Matondo, he had them terrified. And, and the runs that he was making, you know, had them on their heels. And, you know, he had the composure to to, to make the pass at the end of it. Mm-hmm. And Dowell absolutely leathered into what a goal that was. But even from the way we won the ball, you know, all the way up and then... And, and, Give the ball to Rabi and he's off. And uh, I mean, if he can deliver that sort of you know, football for us consistently, then we do have a player there. I was uh, pleasantly surprised to see Rabi Matondo because I had him down in the, the fashion Sakala school of football, you know, with just unreliable. But he was, uh, he certainly made the difference when he, he came on on Saturday. So fair play to the boy. So. All said and done, it's four nil on Saturday. I mean, just to just to kind of continue there. I mean, if he's a wanting, and again to all the people in the comments, what are listening and back on or watching the live stream, if you're wanting your Ravi Matondo propaganda, you know, just just talk to me. You know, I, I hate to be one of those people, but I've always said he's back. We Ravi. Uh, uh, the best young Welshman we all know. Um, Bill, are you going to make it a, a, a three for three on a, a thumping prediction for the Gerals? Aye. Um, Shona kind of pulled the rug out mm-hmm. under my feet because I had uh, 6 0 written down, so uh, I'll need to up the ante, won't I? Uh, I'm going I'm to say we're taking eight after them. <laughs> I mean that that would be some uh, some way to yeah yeah to prove I'll, the be, doubters. Um, I'll be I'll be off to the the virtual bookies since we don't have a bookies on the island. <laughs> uh, I'll be off to the the virtual bookies to get my fiver on eight now. Hmm. Well, well, uh, well, have you ever seen Rangers score eight? 
at a game? Have you ever been at a game when Rangers have scored eight? Oh, have I ever? Let me think. No one that comes straight to mind. I'm sure we must have done it. We did it for Hamilton, did we not, during the 55 season? We did, yes. So, nobody was at that game, sadly. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we put uh, 8-0 past 10 house me on the banter years. Uh, I know know that. I I was at game when Marnock 8-1. Yeah, so I I think I've I've seen Rangers score 8 four times. So... Oh, I think uh, this weekend you'll see it for a fifth, maybe. and I'll be I'll, I'll get I'll get at least twenty to one off the bookies on that, won't I? So right. buy myself a new shirt, I think. Right, Shona, you're dumped, Bill. I'm going with eight nil. <laughs> <laughs> Superb. To close off, before I, I let you say your goodbyes to to the the audience, our goals in the last time we played against Morton, it was the two one. Was goals from Kerry Miller and Martin Waghorn. Um, I was going to say Martin Waghorn. Oh. Right. Waggy obviously back at Derby County now, I believe. He always a good. I always love Martin Waghorn and Kenny Miller. I, I could ramble on about Kenny Miller all, all day long. The manager was interesting when I said to you, Did we have any guesses of who the manager was in charge that, that day? Uh, Jimmy Nickel. It wasn't Jimmy Nickel. No. Someone equally obscure. It was the headstand king himself. It was Graham Murty's first game in interim charge. This was on the back of Mark Warburton leaving to Nottingham Forest. If I remember correctly. Yeah, I, I was. Um, I was going to guess Murty if you know if you'd done what you're supposed to do and let us all guess. No, I was, I was conscious of the time, Bill. I'm sorry, I'm conscious <laughs> of the time. It's my first time hosting. Give the host some time. <laughs> um, oh, you've so, done well. You've done well. Thank you very much. I'll let you all round off and say your goodbyes to the support, um, the audience tonight. Bill, you've given me slack there, but I'll let you go first with your, your goodbyes. Very magnanimous of you, good sir. Thank you very much. Thanks to everybody for watching. Uh, eight now at the weekend, and then I'm sure a thumping for PSV will ensue as well. Monagers. David P, you, you tell your, you see your last piece to the support? Yeah. Obviously, uh, I think I'm hoping that we should have a routine win against uh, Morton on Saturday. As long as our attitude's correct, we we are we, we big big boys about it. Get our big boy pants on, be professionals. Just go out there, do what we need to do, get it over with, and then on to Tuesday night. And my appeal to the Rangers support on Tuesday, because I won't be on on Sunday, is that let's do this. You know, we go we we play a big role in all of this, particularly these European ties. So I want the Rangers fans to turn up on Tuesday and they get right behind the team. We can do this. Shona Davy Peace setting out his battle cry for for the upcoming games. What what would you say for those games? Well, I think we just need to get behind Morton first and that eight 0 that uh, that Bill said at eighty to one. So that's not a bad wee bet, Bill at eighty to one. I would stick a few quid on that. So uh... Yep, and maybe putting a wee goal scorer in there or two. You never know, you might build your odds up on that. So, um, But no, I'm looking forward to the game on Saturday. I think we can get through that tie. Let's then concentrate on PSV. Um, but we need a solid performance, I think, on, on Saturday. I think we need at least four or five goals. And uh, a clean sheet will do for me. Or shall I say six goals and a clean sheet will do for me. I'll say four now. I'll, I'll go for a wee bit less. I'll, go, I'll, I'll come down from the stratosphere and, and go for four. 
Uh, that'll do us for tonight. Thanks to everyone listening and everyone watching uh, back um, for tonight's show. Um, just a quick thank you to everyone listening. Um, for myself, obviously, I, I went to the Rangers B team game and, and your support for the channel, uh, your likes, your donations. We, we don't, I don't get to go to that match if it, without your support. So I, I'm very grateful for that. Thank you very much, folks. Um, we've obviously got our, our big game against, well, big game, against Morton at the weekend and we'll be back on Sunday being ready for our talk of the Eindhoven matchup during the week. Thank you very much and we'll see you next week. We are the people. Thank <laughs> you.